All right, so it's my second podcast of today, and I have Michelle Cheney here. No relation to Dick Cheney. That's right. And uh, her son is 18 years old. He is autistic. He is nonverbal. So it's got its challenges, and we just want to go through you know, what that's like. And I have three kids of my own. I can only imagine how that works. So um, otherwise, how are you doing today, Michelle? Everything going good? Everything's going good. Thank you for asking. Good, good, good. So so tell us about your son. Like how, do you have any other kids besides him? I do. He's my middle son. I have a daughter that is 19, and then I have a younger son that's 12. Wow. Okay. Now, so how does how's the reaction like the you know interaction between the three kids? I mean, he's nonverbal, so that's got to be challenging for everybody, right? Well, in our family, it's just the norm. So, um, whatever other people might see challenging is um, just normal for my kids. My daughter is the oldest, so she's a little more protective. Um, always you know, guiding him and what he should be doing or, you know, not doing. And then my younger son, they're just best buddies. Um, he's 12 and he has already surpassed him in many, many, many things, but they are truly, truly best friends. Good, good. That's great. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I got injured and my sons were a year and a half old and my daughter was three. So seeing a guy rolling around a wheelchair for them is just the norm that's the deal that's you know they don't know any other dad than that they're real surprised when they run into somebody that knew me when i was a young guy and they tell them some story and they're like oh my gosh like that doesn't sound right at all but uh so let's go through and you already had a daughter that that's a year older than your son so when your second son can we say his name yes his name the youngest is uh well my autistic one is riley okay his sister is Elena, and the youngest is Seth. Okay. All right. So when Riley was born, I mean, you already went through the, you know, being pregnant and then the tests and everything else. For autism, there's no test, right? There's nothing that comes up that says it's going to be an autistic child. Correct. Okay. And a lot of people blame um, the vaccines at about 12 months old. You get, you know... A round of three shots, and there's more than one, you know, shot within the shot. What's it? The measles, rebel. What's the the MMR? The, right. Is the one that is most blamed. Um, however, with my son, um, he developed pretty normally until five months old, and he would sit up, but he never was able to transition very well, so he would just fall backwards. And at first, you know, the first couple of weeks, it was funny. You just run, you know, you keep a pillow behind him if you're not there. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and you're like, oh, geez, you know, a boy rough and tumble. Like, this is such a different Different experience. from a girl. Right, 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 for sure. Um, but then we have relatives. Some are very, very outspoken. And his eyes were going goofy at the end of the night. And Goofy, you know, goofy how? Like, what's what's going on? Goofy, um, he, his eyes, um, would turn in both of them when he got really tired and I never like really go cross-eyed sort of a deal. Yes. Okay. And I never really noticed it too much. Um, you know, I had a toddler and him and it wouldn't happen that often. 
This one day, though, it must have been really bad. My uncle was like, you know, what's up with his eyes? And everyone in the family is like, oh, don't listen to him. You know, he's just that way. You know, he has to point out everything. Sure. But um, it turned out to, you know, I was glad that he said something because I ended up taking him to the eye doctor um, about a month later. So now he's only six months old. And she said, you know, he does have loose muscle tone and it's also affecting his eyes. So he may need eye surgery. And I was thinking to myself, okay, this is not the greatest news, but no big deal. And she asked me where I was going afterwards because I had myself and my toddler and my, you know, my um, six-month-old. And I said, I'm just going home. And she's like, is anyone going to be there with you? And I said, you know, my husband gets home from work, normal time. And she said, well, I just want to talk to you about something and I don't want you to be upset. Oh, wow. And I said, you know, it's not a problem. Is everything okay? And she said, "Um, there's something going on with your son neurologically that has nothing to do with his eyes. And she said, I'm not obviously qualified to tell you anything. She's like, but I would see his, you know, regular doctor and I would look into seeing a neurologist. So I was really taken aback because... Yeah, for sure. You know, he's only six months old and um, he's a boy, so I expected the experience to be different. We get referred to a neurologist and, um, you know, at this point, it took a few months. So he's probably eight months old by this time, nine months old. And the neurologist puts the tiniest little fuzz in his hand. And he puts it up to my son. And my son doesn't see it, doesn't care. And I was thinking to myself, I remember, oh, this is bad. Because any toddler that sees something in somebody's hand, they pick it up and try to put it in their mouth, you know, immediately. Okay. So I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. But I just got that feeling. So we scheduled an MRI. And he had to be put to sleep for that. And the MRI showed um, that there were a lot of white parts in his brain, which basically means immaturity. And so the neurologist told us that he had autism. He is also um, mentally impaired. And he's, you know, doctors are very real with you, but sometimes I think they're a little grim. So, you know, he told me, oh, you can go get therapies and whatever, you're just going to help him bring out what is there, he said. But I just want you to know there's limits to what he will be able to do. So don't, basically don't get my hopes up. And at the time, you're trying to process this, and it's very it's very difficult because um, their doctors are trying to be truthful with you, but it's also your child, so you're... All your dreams and aspirations are crashing right now, too. I mean, you, you know, if you're a person that's a parent, you get it that, that you have, and you are already a parent, so you have, you've been through that. I have three kids, every single one of them when they were born, I, my brain's immediately racing as to what they're going to do, how I'm going to go about doing it with them, and now everything has changed with your boy. Right. 
it's literally like um, raising an alien. You know, you think you grew up and had these certain life experiences and your kids will as well, and then the whole game changes. Sure, sure, sure. Right, right. And I, I couldn't even imagine. I, I'm, yes, no, that would be, be something pretty tough. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, my kids, I, I had immediately had huge dreams for them and everything else, and we had a scare when my ex-wife was pregnant. The fetal protein test came back elevated, and they didn't tell us like what the things were. They sent us to like ten days later. We were supposed to go to a three D ultrasound specialist to take a look. Well, that was the worst ten days ever. Like I was, I was like, I'm the boss. I got five or six guys working for me, and I'm a dick, completely <laughs> like pissed off about everything. I mean, I'm making you know deals with God and stuff like that. Like you know, and I'm not even like a religious guy. I'm like, hey, you know make it me, not the kid, like that, you know, like, and they're saying like spinal bifida, and I'm like, what is that, and I have no clue about any of this, and they're like, hole in the spine, never walk, all this stuff, wow, wow, we get there, and the doctor immediately is like, oh, it's twins, and I'm like, I, I don't understand that that means that the fetal protein's raised because there's two of them, like, I'm like, they're okay, and he's like, they're perfectly fine, and I'm like, no, 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 you know, you don't understand, the week I've been through, the 10 days I've been through, it's terrible, so, you're dealt this blow and it's reality. I mean, it's, it's exactly what's happening. And where do you go from there? What do you do? So do you start dealing with specialists right away then for him? Honestly, um, I really looked to my family for support. Um, it, I tried to look on the bright side and I think my biggest advice to parents that are newly diagnosed is, that your kid didn't change just because you got this diagnosis they were this is how they were born and they've always been this way right. so even though you are in mourning you know he would you know he smiles at you and he continues like he did you know the week before he got his diagnosis and it just makes you realize well this is who he is this is always who he was and right you know, when you focus on the positive, it helps you to to forget what the doctors say. Sure, sure, sure. I had a nurse uh, who saw me at a hospital um, some years later, and I can't even remember why we were there, but I was giving her my insurance information, and she said, you know, doctors told my parents um, when my brother was diagnosed with autism that he would never do anything, and he's been a doctor for 10 years. Oh, yeah, right, oh, right. So, I mean, like, so your boy, he's 18. He, now, he's nonverbal, but does he communicate with you somehow? We are soulmates, he and I. So, um, on one end, that's wonderful that we know what each other's thinking almost. But on the other end, it's very hard because I can't be with him 24-7. And, you know, he also has anxiety and OCD tendencies, so it's, it can be a little, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, if, if, well, so, so how does he communicate with you? How do you know what he's thinking? Like, what are you, what, what are you saying there? Um, he, well, he's a very basic guy. He likes four wheeling and being outside and, um, so when you say four wheeling, yeah, he doesn't do it himself. Okay. All right. I didn't know. You know yeah. Right. No, I am, I'm usually the driver. Um, 
or his brother and sister, or he has cousins. My grandparents, his grandparents are young. My parents are only 20 years older than me. So um, we're a young family, active family. You know, he loves swimming, and winters are hard. (laughs) Yeah, he's cooped up inside, and it's... I mean, does he have, like, pent-up energy and stuff like that because of this, or is it just normal kid stuff? Um, He's 18 now, so now he gets it. You know, he has things to look back on, and I can remind him, you know, last year we did the same thing. The weather will change. Don't worry. But, like, today was beautiful out, and he wants to be – my parents have five acres, and he wants to be there four-wheeling. But it's windy and it's muddy, yeah, and right. my mother would kill me. <laughs> so a lot of those over. things you can't get across to him as far as that. Like, I mean, what what, what does he understand and what doesn't he understand? I mean, maybe I'm even saying that wrong because, like, you know, the only besides some kids that were in wrestling, and they, these are terrific kids who wrestle and talk and all that stuff, and then, you know, just the stuff you see, and I don't know how – you know, like accurate Rain Man and stuff like that. Movies like that are, I mean, when I see a movie with a guy in a wheelchair, I'm picking it apart immediately. So, right. <laughs> right. It's, uh, well, every kid is different. My son knows himself very well and he knows what he wants. Um, the struggle over the years is to make him understand, you know, I know you because I'm your mom, but that person over there doesn't know if he touches your hands together. He wants to hear Itsy Bitsy Spider. Okay. So I try to let him interact with people naturally without me helping because I want him to realize I have to do more and make more of an effort so people know what I'm thinking. Sure, sure. So over the years, you know, I've tried to be more in the background, especially now that he's getting older. Um, He has an iPad, um, but really the only things he wants to request and is motivated are certain foods that he wants or places he wants to eat <laughs> and to sing the itsy bitsy spider okay so and, i mean does he have like a different thing that he does for every place he wants to go no he requested on his ipad so there'll be pictures it's a program um oh. there's a pax picture program that really works um works for a lot of kids okay um but the hardest thing about autism is getting them to communicate. So he sees communication as wants. Okay. Yeah. You know. Right. That's pretty basic, right? If you want something to eat or, you know, you're going to – that's how you're going to first want to communicate. That's for sure, right? Or Right. It, maybe it's just like a brain training thing. That's how he got stuff, so that's how yeah. he keeps doing it. <laughs> right. Makes sense. Makes sense. So it's been difficult just because, you know, there are times he – does get upset or has gotten upset and I don't know what's wrong and he can't say you know oh I'm just feeling bad today because my stomach hurts sure and I mean the some of the parents that I know with children of autism once they go into full meltdown it's real hard to undo that like it's the you know like and these are people that the kids talk and stuff like that but it's it's definitely a rough go once the kid is is like lost it. I don't know if your guy throws fits or twirls or I think that's a thing, right, for guys that are autistic. Yes, he does. Um, he still whines and cries. He's basically like a three year old, I would say, when it comes to those emotional things when he gets upset. Um, but 
I have just been 100% consistent because I feel like kids with autism, if you give in only one time out of 100, they still remember that time. (laughs) Nice. Uh, So let's jump back though. We were, you know, we're talking about him now. We were talking about when he was a little guy and he was just being diagnosed and everything else. So you go along and do you like find out that it's like, cause there's a spectrum. So do you find out how, you know, severe it is or, I mean, did you have aspirations when he was three that he was going to talk someday or do you still have those aspirations now? I was given um, a few statistics. Um, there is a 50, 50 chance that your child will or won't talk when they're more severe and um, there's also a 50-50 chance they could develop seizure activity. Um, those are the two that really stand out to me because I just remember thinking, you know, whatever is more important in his life, you know, let it be. Okay. So um, do I have hopes he will talk? I really honestly think he would have by now because some people think he's so stubborn. You know, I know my sisters would say this. Do you really think he could, can talk and chooses not to? Yeah, I've he, seen that before. And yeah. that's a, something I think that's a normal human reaction is to be like, he might just be doing this just because it's working out pretty good for him or something like, yes. you know, that like, right, this is how he gets his way or whatever like that, which that's a little insane. I mean, for, for someone to think that somebody would like, it's impossible for me to be silent. <laughs> I'm always talking. So like to be like, all right, I'm just going to play it off like this. It's hard to believe, but if anybody could pull it off, it would probably be my son. But <laughs> there are times when he was so anxious and he didn't know where I was in the house. And the most verbal he ever is is when he's that anxious and he can still only make like the M sound for mom. He'll still be like, mm, like that got is it, really the it, most verbal he can be. So I think it would have slipped up sometime over the years sure, sure, sure. we got mad enough to say something uh i mean if a complete sentence came out of his mouth you'd probably fall down i mean that would be something like oh my gosh uh now so okay so you're you're in this situation like that and what do you do like does he does he go to some school or is there some sort of thing that's like what how are you doing and what do you do to make him his best him so um, when before they're, they can enter the school district and the school system at three. So before that, um, there is an early intervention program that you can get a hold of. We live in Will County, so most everything is based out of Joliet. So if you needed these services, you um, of course the doctor could tell you um, where to look. But um, it's, I believe it's still called Easter Seals, but it would be like early intervention. Easter Seals of Will County and you get a list of um, therapists your doctor usually has to prescribe what he needs and then they will come and evaluate him based on things like your salary and how severe he is you work out a plan of attack okay Um, so my son had occupational therapy physical therapy and speech therapy wow now is there any medication that he takes? Is there something that, that helps him cope or calm down? Or He does. Um, I believe we started when he was about 13, 12 or 13. Um, 
I don't have problems with medications, but since my son is nonverbal, I waited as long as I think I possibly could because um, I didn't want him to be a zombie. He honestly went to school with a lot of kids that were overweight and a little lackadaisical, and I honestly would rather have to chase my son down the street than him be cloudy or feel that way all day. Now, so you're saying that you feel the kids that were heavy or lazadaisical were drugged up. They were they had, they had prescriptions in them. I'd never judge other parents or what they do, but um, I would just overhear like, oh, he's gained 20 pounds on this medication. Yeah, right, or, right. Sure, you know, sure. I mean, it was, they were high numbers. Yeah, everybody <laughs> deals with something differently. I'm certainly not judging either. I'm just questioning like that that's, I, I, I'd be the same. I couldn't imagine, like, putting a pill in somebody. You know, I, I mean, yeah, I don't take anything. And, you know, with the paralysis and everything else, I don't – nothing. So, and it's just, like, it's hard to get me to take an Advil, let alone <laughs> hand a pill on a regular to, to, my, to my son or daughter. Um, he And there is no medication for autism. No, right. So right. since he does have the anxiety and OCD tendencies, um, what was getting bad was he was uh, flicking light switches and rewinding his shows. Like he would watch five seconds, rewind it. Watch five seconds, rewind it. And he was pacing. So um, he's on Lexapro and it's for actually OCD and anxiety. And okay. he did stop those behaviors and he did gain eight pounds but he needed it because he stopped pacing okay okay so i think when he i well i just hope that when he needed it is when we looked for an alternative because otherwise his even though autistic kids can be obsessive you just have to know when it is a problem versus how they think okay so you're saying Right, so you're saying he's in school. What sort of, like, is he in a special school, or does he go to the regular school and go to special ed classes, or? Yeah, so after um, the therapies he received um, at home, when he turned three, he went into the school district, and we've always been in the Lincoln Way School District, and they have always been very helpful, and... um, not everybody agrees with you, but I really appreciate that the uh, you know that the staff and the administration has always been willing to work with me. Okay, okay. So I mean, yeah, you feel that the Lincoln Way School District has done a decent job of catering to your needs, as far as that goes. And I mean, yes. I gotta imagine everybody's needs is is completely different with a different. They're all snowflakes, as far as how unique they are. Yes. Right. So. Yes. So, and they've really built up a lot of programs since even my my son has gone through, and um, I I am always very appreciative. Um, I r- actually I run with my son because he Riley craves a lot a lot of motion, and um, we were doing five Ks in in 2016. We actually did the Lincoln Way Half Marathon, and I was just so glad to be able to push him through that because. You know, it was just, you know, my and his way of giving back to them. So that was a a nice experience. And, and he enjoys that. Like, I mean, there's the uh, 
I think it was CP or something like that. But the the one dad that like his he would do like ultra marathons and all that stuff with his son. Uh, I know he was a CP kid, right? Like uh, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, but so the communication that you have with your son, he he's excited to go do that. That's like a fun thing for him to do. Yes. Yeah. He loves it. I try to get him to run a little with me, and he would always rather be pushed. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my kids the first time we uh so they've wrestled since kindergarten and um you know i explained to them okay we're gonna go to the first practices and we had like play wrestled for a while and everything before that and they were excited to go and the first time we got there like the immediately the first thing they're doing is to get their shoes on and they start running in a big circle <laughs> well they were thinking it was pretty cool at first and about like five laps in my son looks at me he's like when are we going to stop doing this? This is not. <laughs> it's like, no, this is not what we're, he didn't, didn't plan on this. So yeah, any normal person would want to stop doing that. Uh, so he's 18 now. Does he graduate like at, at a regular time? I mean, because I would think school is like a regular activity. Does he look forward to going to school because it's something to do? <laughs> oh, no. Riley is a typical teenager. Yeah. And he is very over school. Oh, yeah. But thankfully, he can go until he is 21. And I just mean that because um, it is very difficult. I'm a single mom, and um, I work when he's at school. Okay, okay. So <laughs> he um, he's not a typical autistic kid where he would rather have the structure. He would rather be doing what he wants to do. Right, right, sure, sure, sure. So I just didn't know if it does he. So does he have people? I mean, obviously, with you, he recognizes and stuff like that. But does he have teachers that he is happy to see and stuff like that? Like, yes, he has um, a young man that is his aide, and uh, he is a really great aide. And he was joking around, and he's like, "I call Riley my brother," and I was joking, and I said, "Oh well, I guess that means that I'm your second mom," and he just started laughing. Right. Um. So they're. There are some wonderful people that are very patient with But him. he does express emotion that way too, though, right? Like he expresses that he's happy to see this guy or, or not really? like. Yes. Riley is actually very, very affectionate. And that is how he gets out of a lot of work at school or anywhere. <laughs> he's he got will, this thing wired. <laughs> yeah. He will give you a hug and a kiss on the cheek and make you feel like the greatest person in the room if he doesn't have to go get those Cheetos himself. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, and that's an issue for a lot of autistic kids. They're, they don't want to ever be touched and stuff like that, right? I mean, that's what I've yes. seen, at least from a little bit I've looked into it. I was very lucky with that, and I don't know if it's anything that I've ever done, but um, I was very scared of that because he was a very um, cuddly and loved to be tickled baby. So when we got the diagnosis, I was always thinking to myself, are you sure? Because yeah, it doesn't seem right. Right, yeah, right, right. He's just so, you know, he was pretty laid back. He had his moments as a baby, but he was very laid back, and uh, he's always... Um, he doesn't like haircuts or touching his head sometimes, but I mean, he will give me a hug for longer than I want to give him a hug, which is great. <laughs> no, that it, it is good. I mean, my 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 sons when when I, I mean, I'll see it. They're seventeen years old, juniors in high school, and if I'm at a wrestling meet, I mean, it's just the normal thing. But I get a hug and a kiss from each boy at seventeen years old in front of everyone. You know what I mean? So like, that's oh my gosh, I you know. We were doing that from when they were little, and I'm like, hey, man, you don't ever, you know, I'm a divorced guy, so 
And then, I mean, I got divorced when they were real little. I'm like, you don't ever get to leave. You know, mom shows up to pick you up. You don't ever get to leave without a hug and a kiss because you never know. Like, life's not going to go forever. You got to make sure that, you you know, you say goodbye to somebody and stuff like that. And it's just been that way for, I hope my boys are 30 years old and I still get a hug and a kiss every time I see them. I mean, that's just, yeah, no, I couldn't. So that's a tough one for parents that have kids that don't, that that, that don't want any. Because, I mean, I know ones yeah. that were, yeah, no, no, no. Um, that's the Rain Man movie, right? Where he's like, you know, freaks out when someone touches him. So. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, it's good. All right. So, so he gets done with school and he's not done yet. He's, you said he goes until he's in his early twenties. Yes. But so then what, like what's, what's the plan? Where does he go from there? Um, there are day programs that are available, but of course that will be up to me um to pay for it so you know there's no more free education right that he has a right to so um for now my plan i groom dogs for a living okay and i work at a wonderful shop with wonderful wonderful girls and it's so much easier to um groom an unhappy dog you know with a partner (laughs) but when riley's out of school i think um we're going to get a mobile grooming van together. Oh, okay. And um, hopefully he will be able to help me. And even if it's only a few days, I think it's important for him to have a purpose like everybody else and have some responsibility. And uh, he does love animals. And I don't know how much, at what capacity that he will be able to help. Okay. Um, but we do work well together. So I'm hopeful that that will work out. Yeah, no, that that's that's a good plan. I mean, uh, he obviously is good with pets, and do you have pets of your own at home and stuff that he's? Yes, we have three little Cavalier King Charles, and um, they just gravitate towards him because he slips them food all the time, and uh, sits with them, and you know watches his shows, right, and right, relaxes. Right. So, like, uh, what's he what's he capable of at home? Like, does he take care of himself physically? I mean, does he? use the bathroom on his own does he dress himself uh what you know does he brush his own hair does he just not care about that stuff he really does not care but he does everything partially i would say um everything has to be prompted basically okay if i didn't tell him to hop to get in the shower wouldn't get in the shower oh right 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 right. that's some normal kids that don't have those problems right uh but um how about like uh you know, as far as everything else, I mean, does he, does, you said he doesn't like a haircut, but does he brush his own hair or does he, I mean, do is there stuff that you have to physically do for him or does he handle that stuff? Yes. I, I basically hand him everything. So, you know, can he put on deodorant? Sure. But I am, I have to uncap it and hand it to him and then he will put it on. Um, can he brush his own hair? Yes, but I keep it short to where it doesn't matter. Okay. Like it won't, you know, it would not get naughty or whatever. We just try to keep it simple. Um, but now he's getting, you know, facial hair. Oh, wow. Right. And it's like, you know, it's like getting a haircut every day. So I'm trying to desensitize him, you know, him to the razor while it's really not an issue. Um, so we'll see how that goes. It'll just take 
time. <laughs> do, do, do deal with like resources. I mean, is there are there books available for someone? Like, I would not even know where to begin with trying to shave someone who doesn't like that to begin with. Well, I I try to talk to as many people as possible. So obviously, I'm not a guy, so I don't shave my face. So I will ask every family member, um, every any guy I can think of tips. What do you, you know, what do you run into? What do you do this? And as far as, um, honestly, as far as online resources and um, maybe I just haven't found a good book, but a lot of people focus on the younger kids. So sure. I, there's always so much information about, you know, school and younger and first diagnosed. So um, getting older is a little bit more difficult. I would say. Now, are there other states that have, like, different, like, you know, he only goes to school till he's in his early 20s. If you lived in Utah or New York or something like that, would they have a better program as far as that goes? Like, do they, does anything change anywhere else? I know that there are states that are ranked higher in services for people with special needs, but I would say overall, once your child hits adulthood, it is really up to you. And um, I do have a lot of family support. Well, that yeah, that's good. So I haven't looked into too many other states as far as those kinds of things. Um, but I really think that that's important, you know, is to have the family support. Right, right, right. It's just something that you've got two other kids. So you've got to have a job and all that other stuff to, you know, to make money for, for everything else. Do the other kids ever feel like they're neglected because so much time is spent with Riley I have really tried super hard to um, make it as normal a family dynamic as possible Um, so I I try not to treat Riley too much differently and I try not to make you know the siblings the caregivers so you know that's probably smart yeah there's, there's some anxiety or resentment in, in that situation and i would like to think i've done a pretty good job because my elena and seth argue over who's gonna have him when they're older they those two do not nice. want to live together but they both want riley so <laughs> that's, that's really nice that sounds like you're <laughs> doing a good enough job raising people that are at least uh empathetic to that situation i mean uh yeah, no, there's probably plenty of kids that would be like, oh, I can't wait to get out of here and have my own thing and not worry about this stuff anymore because that's a completely different, uh, you know, I I couldn't even imagine, I, you know, what you know has to go on day to day. I know plenty of people that have children with special needs and some of it's got to be, you know, a, a really, really tough, especially if you have someone that's got CP and like every every one of their needs as far as, bathroom and shower everything's got to be done by somebody i mean does he go take a shower on his own no never no. oh okay i am pretty much his caregiver um i remember my daughter when because they're only a year apart so when he was three um he used to go two and three he used to go to this place and they had ball pits and any toy imaginable any toys you've never seen before just to try to get these kids motivated, you know, to sure. to work. 
And she would have to sit out in the waiting room with me. And I remember her one day being like, it's not fair that Riley gets to go in there for a half an hour. And they let me go in there for the end for five minutes. Right, right. It's and an I, amazing place in there. <laughs> and I, I always, I'm always honest with my kids. I said, this is a time for us to spend together, you and I. I said, so we could do whatever you would like, you know. We can color, we can play a game. And I said, and no one will interrupt us, which is really nice. And I said, all your life, Riley's going to get different attention. I said, but you have to look at it like this. You can be filled in a room with a million toys, but you know how to play with them and he doesn't. Sure, sure. I said, so it doesn't, to him, it doesn't matter how many toys they are in there. He doesn't even know what to do with them. So that's why he's in the room trying to learn how to do those things. And I said, you're able to make friends. You're able to do a lot of things he isn't able to do. I said, so you just have to look at the bright side of things of, you know, yes, Riley does get some extra attention, but you are able to do so many things. Sure, do you sure, want to sure. give up those things? No, you would right. <laughs> would trade. Um, what about so he's eighteen? What about girls? Does he start looking at girls? Is he does, does anything like that go on? Does he have crushes and stuff like that? Oh, I'm sure he's had crushes since he was two. He loves blondes. Okay. You know, a lot of his therapists have been women over the years. Right. And you can tell, you know, that he definitely has a type. Um, I don't really know how he sees himself. I don't know if he thinks one day he'll have a girlfriend or if he thinks he'll be married. Um, some days he acts like a teenager in certain ways and then other days he really just wants to be that two-year-old and have everyone cater to him sure 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 so that is very hard for me to judge okay yeah i mean it's got to be it's got to be a guessing game a lot for you as far as that goes because you don't have anything that you know no one's been down the same road you've been down so it's got to be something to really have to guess at and judge and and figure out i just didn't know if he changed you know his attitude towards stuff i mean you know for my boys the girls were still yucky like you know five years ago so they didn't (laughs) care about any of that i've got one question that was on social media from tim and uh yeah does the does your child have anything he or she um is interested in or knowledgeable in like uh thing that he's besides the things you've mentioned that he's like really really like you know the places he wants to go and stuff like that there's no he's not a video game player or anything like that huh no a lot of kids with autism do have very very focused interests and that is true for him however he is um so severe that um it's more like whatever he first watched on television which is barney and the wiggles that is what he still prefers to watch. No, oh, yeah. he, he's gotten older, so he loves to watch football and basketball. And um, his brother is just an all star all star player. So I mean, we there's tons of sports at our house, and um, his older sister played basketball as well. Um, and he started to get upset um, at a few of her games. So I tried to get, and I said maybe he's upset because he wants to play as well. 
So um, we went to the LWSRA, which is a great program in New Lenox, off of Lairway. They have a lot of things for special needs kids. As sure, is that over there by the Jewel and the McDonald's? Yes. Yeah, okay. They have extra, like, curricular activities. And I was like, well, you know, let's get him in there. But he did not want to play. <laughs> that what? was not why he was upset. <laughs> There's your guessing game right? You had to go check it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I met some one of the guys from over there. I was getting uh, new uh, tires on my chair. And uh, he was telling me you know, that they have, like, adult basketball and stuff like that in there. And for me... You know, I lift weights and and get some miles in the wheelchair, but uh, you know, I I got so much going on with the with my guys as far as their sports go that I I don't have that time for that stuff. Uh, but um, so yeah, how how's that balancing act? I mean, you you're you said your what does your son play? What does he do? He plays football for the Junior Warriors, and he plays basketball, um, travel, and school this year, okay. and he plays travel baseball. Wow, wow. So how I mean. Just tote Riley around for all that stuff, and that's what happens? Or Yes. Um, baseball is the hardest, obviously, because there will be double headers and other things, but um, it is important for me to be there. For sure. How does he deal with stuff like uh, baseball's in the heat? How does he deal with that? I mean, is he you got to watch him real close because he's not communicating as much as he should? Or Yes, and sometimes he can be upset for a whole entire game. But I have never, ever left any game because he was upset. So what do you do? Just I just kind of take him off and I deal with it. And um, everyone is really nice around me, you know. They'll come up and try to talk to him or ask if he wants candy. or. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Everyone is super nice. Um, I just make sure that I am somewhere where my other son knows that I'm watching him because he will quiz me <laughs> after right. the game to make sure I was watching. Yeah. And, um, you know, we just, I do whatever I can. Um, I bring portable uh, DVD players for his shows. I have, you know, snacks. Um, I even, you know, will bring his stroller around so, you know, when he does crave that motion, I can put him in and, you know, walk him around. I make him physically walk around. Um, I guess I'm just used to it. Yeah, it's a new normal. Yeah. Right, right. And I have to be just as stubborn as him um, just to gain his respect. He has a respect for me, and I tell him all the time, you can be upset, but you can't act like a fool so if you want to be mad that's fine but you can't act like this yeah right 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 right. or you're able to be a little bit stern with him at times and he responds to that yes we were in um he does not particularly like grocery shopping of course we were in aldi the other day and um i don't know why but he just dropped to the ground and i said you know what it is cold outside. I don't want to be here either. If you drop to the ground again, we are going to, I said, you're going to have to help me even, you know, you're going to have to help me shop because this isn't fair. So if we talk about like you said something about your kids, the other two arguing about who's going to get them when, you know, when you're gone or when you're older and stuff like that. So they already have a firm grasp on the fact that at some point you're going to be too old to take care of Riley anymore, and they're perfectly willing to. And, they're you know, you're talking about 
You said your son's 12? Yes. Yeah, so I mean... And he, we never even... I don't even remember talking about... Um, talking about it. It was almost natural. Like, you know, Seth thinks he's going to get married and have kids. It was just that natural that Riley will, you know, live with him and yeah. his family. Great, great, great. That That's... Because, I mean, that's got to be a huge concern for anybody with a child with any sort of like dependency at all is where's the child going to go once I'm gone or once, you know, cause you never know something could happen to you in 10 years from now and your boy will be 22 and your daughter will be 29. They're going to have to step up if that's their plan to, to do that. So, right. I also, um, am really lucky that my family is so young. Um, there's, only 20 years difference between me and my parents and then there's only um 20 years difference between riley and i so i am very hopeful <laughs> that everything will yeah right will no, be that's okay oh young right so um and i have sister a sister that's 10 years younger than me and she's very very um intuitive and they have a good relationship as well right right, right. and i know her and her husband would also not hesitate to take him as well. So um, it is really um, a lot off your mind as a parent not to have to worry so much about your future. Um, I feel like I could almost make myself sick if I thought of all the what ifs. Sure. <laughs> now you can just worry about which one's going to get you when you get older. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> you're arguing about him. You know, wait, 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 wait a minute here. Uh, no, that's terrific. That's really terrific to hear. It sounds like to me that you've definitely made lemonade out of lemons you've definitely done you know as well as somebody could do with the situation any regrets anything you'd change no honestly I always choose to focus on the positive and he Riley has been my greatest teacher he has really taught me how to be parent um he's taught me how to say no um, and he just teaches you what is really important in life. Um, you know, his needs are so basic. Um, you know, you go into a store and your other kids are begging for everything off the shelves and he's just sitting there looking at the lights. Um, so it just really puts um, a lot in perspective and keeps you um, humble and realizing what is really important in life. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Good. Thanks so much for listening to one of my conversations with people who know stuff. Look me up on social media. Drop me a line. Let me know what you want to talk about. And I'll gladly sit down and talk about what you know about. Thanks. <laughs>